much. Okay. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Mamacita, your weekly mama date where we discuss all things momming while Latina. Hi, I'm Wendy. I'm currently a stay-at-home mom by day and flamenco dancer and writer by night. I live in the suburbs. I'm raising two bicultural children. I'm from El Salvador, but grew up in Los Angeles in a very traditional Latin household. And I'm Alex. I'm a single mom of a fabulous five-year-old girl. I'm an artist, actress, and dancer living in LA. My life is not so traditional. We've been friends for over 13 years, and trust us, figuring out motherhood is way more fun with your fellow mamacitas. So I'm part of the sandwich generation. (laughs) (laughs) I was serious right here. I'm starting the show. (laughs) Is this a thing? Yes. I've never heard this. (laughs) La generación del sándwich que no has escuchado esto, Alex, por favor. Come on. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> you just, you had such a serious face. Like, well, <laughs> I, I started the podcast. You started the <laughs> I'm part of the sandwich generation. And so basically, that makes me the bread. My kids are like the meat and the cheese. And then my parents are like the mayonesa. <laughs> You know where I'm going with this, okay? So, this is a real thing. Stop laughing. I can't. Oh, my God. I feel like this was some good stuff right here that you're, like, shitting all over because you're laughing. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay, start again. I'm done crying for today. Go. (laughs) Take two. (laughs) So I'm part of the sandwich generation, okay? And so for people who don't know what that means, it means that your parents had you later on in life and you had your kids later on in life. So then what happens is, as the person in the middle, you're sandwiched in between the older generation and the younger generation. In my case, I see it more like I'm the bread, right? And then my kids and my parents are in the middle and I just like scoop everybody up and take care of everybody. Okay. And that's kind of become my role. I live in a multi-generational household. Mm -hmm. So my parents are upstairs right next door to the kids' room, down the hall from my bedroom. We all hang out and are all up in each other's business all the time. But the person that holds it all together is me because they're my parents. I'm also the stay-at-home mom. And just in general, like... It's my job. Like, I take care of everybody because that's what I do as a mom. And so I am the sandwich that holds this lunch together. (laughs) Okay, well, my generalization is that as Latinos, we grow up feeling an obligation to take care of our parents. We are expected to do that. Am I wrong? People, let me know. I mean, do you feel that that is expected of you? Because I feel it and I feel guilty that I don't do it. Let me ask you something. Why do your parents live with you? Is it because you wanted them to or because you felt obligated? I totally feel obligated to take care of my parents, but at the same time, I've used it completely to my advantage. 
Because people okay, ask me this yeah, all the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you always have to look at the bright side and, you know, make the best out of every situation. But you did feel pressured or an obligation because I feel like in, in Latino families, that's kind of how it is. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know too many Latinos who are like, I'm going to go put my mom in the old folks home and no, peace that's out. A, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> this is not a thing Latinos do. This is something that definitely happens in the U.S. and I'm not knocking it. The U.S. is an individualistic culture. So basically you think about yourself and the individual is celebrated, whereas most of the rest of the world is a collectivistic culture. We are Latinos and our culture is a collectivistic culture. We take care of each other, family first, whatever works for you. I know a lot of older American people who love their freedom, their independence. They're like, great, the kids are taking care of themselves. They're doing their own thing. Now I have And they're like in their senior community. Yes, they have this great community where they get to feel free and have fun and everything is catered for them, uh, for their age group, for you know, entertainment, education, like all the things that they would possibly need are there. And that's fabulous. In Mm -hmm. fact, there's a documentary that just came out. It's called Some Kind of Heaven. And it is by filmmaker Lance Oppenheim. I was reading about it yesterday. And it was about the villages in Florida. And apparently, it's like a community of 120,000 people. And they're all over the age of 65, retired. He was talking about the good and the bad. Like how wonderful it is for these seniors to have this wonderful place to live that is like Disneyland and everything is like super polished and produced everything is right just there. for them. Yeah. But also how horrible it is for the seniors who really do not want to live like that. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up the whole nursing home thing. Mm-hmm. Although a nursing home is different than one of those senior communities. Those are well, two different things. There are different variables, right? Like yeah. there's the nursing home where like you can't take care of yourself and then there's independent I don't think it's called independent living. Um yeah, it's something I think like it is. that. I yeah, think it's independent it's like senior, living, like independent senior community, li- yes. independent living. It's heaven for some and hell for others. <laughs> Have you ever had a conversation with your parents? regarding these types of places or like nursing homes or anything like that because I know growing up like my mom would always say that she would never ever go to a nursing home that that would be like the ultimate betrayal oh my god just even like mentioning the thought of her going to something like that was horrible for her my sister and I talk about this and we worry because we don't know what the best thing to do is we just know that it would be very, very difficult for my mom to live with us. But then my, my mom wouldn't want to live in like a nursing home kind of situation. She won't accept that. She's too proud and she wants to be independent and she, you know, she just wouldn't. So honestly, I mean, my mom is very healthy, gracias a Dios, she's good, you know, but at some point she's going to need help. I don't know if you've ever read this book or seen the movie. It's called uh, Like Water for Chocolate. It was by uh, Laura Esquivel, Como Agua para Chocolate. So in this book, uh, the third daughter, she's expected to take care of her mother. And so she's not allowed to fall in love and she's not allowed, you know, to fully be herself because why? She's just going to be the person that takes care of her mother. Of course, 
she rebels and she falls in love and it's beautiful, the movie and the book. I would not be able to do that. And I don't know if that makes me sound like a horrible person, which I'm not because really, like, you know me, <laughs> you know, I, I, horrible, I'm not horrible. a horrible person, you guys. I, I'm not, but I just, that's one of the things I'm like, no, like there is no way that I can bring my mom to live with me or anything because I feel like it would stop me from living my life and I'm not okay with that. I know I'm making myself sound horrible right no, now. You're not. I feel like I'm make like I sound like a horrible person, but I'm just being completely honest. I feel like I would be betraying myself by not allowing myself to live my life and taking care of somebody else. Like I just can't. I I cannot do that. I always feel like I have four kids. I have my 5-year-old, my 1-year-old, my 80-year-old and my 85-year-old. So I have four kids that I take care of. And I'm not saying kids in a way to like put them down. No, it's just, you know. You're responsible. Yes, for- I am responsible for all of them. Well, okay. First of all, I want to say that you're doing a great job. Thank you. I, I mean, you know, I always tell you this. I think you're so wonderful for taking care of your family the way that you do. I love you. I love you too. No, really. I think it's so sweet of you that you take care of your parents. How did you end up having your parents living with you? Because it seems like this has taken over your life. But like what you're saying, between yeah. taking care of your kids and you know dropping them off and doing this and feeding them and then feeding your parents and everybody has like something different going on and you're the person that holds it all together. How do you still live your own life? And are you going to have any like resentment? Because I don't think I could do that. Yeah, you could. I wouldn't want to. No, nobody wants I'm sure to. I, I, yeah, I guess I'm <laughs> sure I, I could, but I would not want to. So no, this is not how I expected my life to be when I was a lot younger. Then my parents started getting older and I realized, okay, like I'm really going to have to take a driver's seat position in their lives because, you know... My mom has health issues that we've talked about, I think, during the food episode. Um, my dad's great. But, you know, he's, he knows his limitations as he gets older. And so, like, my parents stopped driving a long time ago. So I've had to drive them to everything. Um, I don't really want to talk about myself in this situation because really the saint in this whole situation is my husband. And I know, like, feminists are going to be like, like, how can you say that? You do all the work. Yes, I do do all the work, but the person who has to put up with my parents, because it's not his parents, is my husband. And he's amazing. And we've talked about this before, Alex. Like, you know, we almost broke up before we were even married because this was part of a package deal. Me. I was part of a package deal. Um, I told him from the get-go, I will probably end up at some point taking care of my parents either inside the house or financially or they will be in the mother-in-law cottage in the backyard or whatever. (laughs) To some degree, my parents are coming with me. Why is that? Well, it's just me and my parents. There's nobody else. I have nobody else here in the United States that is my family from my parents' side. So basically, it was never even a thought in your mind to not have them with you. No. I I have to have them with me. Like, they are... So you feel like you have to. 
Yes, I have to. I mean, I give them a choice. If they don't want to be here, they can leave. Have if you had these conversations yeah. oh, with no, them? Oh, no, we've totally... And did you have these conversations when you were younger? No, we've had these conversations now when actually Like we when were, this is happening. Yeah, this is happening now. This is the situation. So this is how it came about. Soren was two weeks old. I had just had a C-section. We moved up here to Ventura County. I needed a lot of help. So my parents came up, and the whole plan originally was come up, help me fix this house while I have a two-week-old because we just moved. <laughs> I just wow. had a C-section. Yeah. And it's a lot of work, and I'm not going to be able to do it, right, while my husband's starting a whole new job. And then if you don't want to be here, we can find you a place close by, or you can go back to Glendale, whatever you want to do, or you can go back to El Salvador. And so we talked about it, and really, are grandparents ever going to leave when they're first and only grandchild? Oh, that's <laughs> right. I that, mean, my dad yeah. has other grandchildren, but... Not, not around, yeah. Not around. And for my mom, this is like her first and only grandchild. I mean, are... They're are not they, going to leave. No, they're not going to leave. So, of course, we stayed and we made it work. But it's always been a choice. You don't want to be here? That's fine. And we've had fights and it's not easy. It's definitely been a learning experience for all of us to be able to, you know, put our two households together and it keeps shifting, like it keeps changing all the time because everyone's needs keep changing. The kids' needs are changing. Their needs are changing because they're older. Our needs as a couple, me and my husband, like our needs are changing. Everything is always in flux. And so we just have to be nice to each other and patient and balance all that stuff out. I love living by myself. I've had moments in my life when I had kind of a full house Mm -hmm. When I was living in Georgia, there was a time that my dad was living with us. I was with my husband. So it was my husband, Sophia. My dad came to live with us for a while, and Isabel came to live with us for a while. Oh, I didn't we know We had that. a big house. And also, it was one of those situations where I'm like, okay, the, the saint here is my husband, because at that point, he was the one that was taking care of everything. He was the one going out to work to pay for the house. For, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I had just had Sophia... Well, she was like one, I think. And I, I don't know. I don't even remember how this happened, but everyone moved in. Everyone moved into my house and it was really fun. I'm not saying it wasn't fun, but it definitely changed everything. And at that time, I was also not doing any of the things that I want to do now, for ejemplo. You know, at that time, I was just focused on the baby. And so it was fun to have a full house. But now that I'm like, okay, back to me, back to what I want to do in my life, being creative, you know, pursuing my career, all that, I just cannot even imagine having anyone in my space. I don't want anyone around. I just like being me and Sophia. That's it. So for me, I feel like I've had the opposite experience because having my parents around let me work. I had built-in babysitting, for goodness sake. I mean, that's priceless. Uh, when Soren yeah, was born, I literally could accept any job, go to work, guilt-free, not have to pay a babysitter, come home, and not feel crappy about it because my son had spent time with his grandparents. Yeah. You know? Well, I think in order for a living arrangement like that to work, there has to be a lot of respect. Because this is what I feel would happen if my mom were living with me. 
she would still feel like the mom making the rules and treat me like a child. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You don't even understand. Like, when my parents first moved in with us, I I literally turned back into a teenager. And every time my mom said something, I rolled my eyes and was like, ah. And it was hilarious (laughs) because that's not me anymore. But you revert back to those roles until you change them. And that's the work. You have to make like a conscious shift. Yes. Like they're living with you now. You're Mm -hmm. the one who runs the house. Yeah. You see, I don't think that would work in my situation. It would eventually. No. No. It wouldn't. I know the dynamics in my family and I would be treated like a child and I'm not. And I'm just, that's why I don't even attempt (laughs) to do that. Well, we've been at it for five and a half years now and it's always changing and it's not easy. Basically, we try to see the positives. I feel bad because I feel like I'm bringing all this negativity to this subject because I just feel so strongly about it for myself. This is just for myself. feels like this for themselves. Do you think I want to have my parents all up in my business 24 seven. It took me a long time to get comfortable, like kissing my husband in front of my parents. (laughs) I don't know why, but I think it's that like, you know, it makes you feel like a child, right? Like you're going to get in trouble. Yes. I would feel kissing a man. Yes. I'm kissing my husband. I would feel the same way whenever like my mom would come to visit because she would come to visit in Georgia Uh when we had the house and you know, she would stay like a couple weeks or whatever. Even when we stayed with her, because we were in Miami for four months. And hi, we are a married couple with a child. And still, she would give us like the eyes. You know what I mean? If he like hugged me or kissed me or something. And I'm like, I'm an adult. That's why I I just can't. I know. And you know what? (laughs) Sometimes I think to myself, is it me or is it her? And most of the time, okay, it's been five and a half years here. Yeah. The first couple years were not easy. It's me. It's my reaction to however I was conditioned growing up. So yeah. I'm thinking my mom's judging me. So automatically I go there. You even, get defensive even yes, if she's not doing anything. Exactly. And so this year has been really great because, well, since the pandemic, we're all stuck at home together. Yeah. Right? And like literally my parents are 80 and 85 and I, it's been hard. You know, we don't see anybody. We don't go anywhere. Um, and yeah, I... I've really had to work on my relationship and just understanding from their point of view, they're not really like, they're not really paying that much attention. It's like with your kids where you think your kids are always paying attention to everything you're doing and everything you're saying. My child is always listening to everything. Okay. Yours is. (laughs) Yeah. Mine mine isn't. Wait until your daughter gets older. I think that's a boy girl thing. That's another episode. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. But my daughter, oh my God, que chismosa. She's all up in my business. Did I tell you about this the other day? I don't know who I was talking to. I don't know. But she was like, oh, what's his name? <laughs> and you're like, I'm mind like, your business. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> so since we brought up Sophia, what are your expectations for your daughter for when you get older and she's a grown up? Oh my God. Let me tell you. She always tells me that she wants me to live with her. This is what she tells me. Of course, you know, she's five. This is going to change, you know. But right now, out of her own imagination, 
And she brings this up all the time. She's like, mom, I'm going to have a house and you're going to live with me so you can help me take care of my children. Yes, Sophia. Yes. <laughs> She's already calling the, you know, babysitter, free babysitter. She tells me that all the time. She's like, mom, you're going to live with me. And sometimes I'll like say, I don't know, like random things, you know, I'm just like talking about whatever life, the future. And she's like, mom, remember, you're going to live with me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Like that is her. That's her plan. That is her plan. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I want to live close to my children. I don't know if that's going to be a possibility. I don't want to put these boundaries on their lives, right? Like I want exactly. them to Exactly. You want be them to live their lives. Themselves. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. I feel I feel like my mom expected me to stay close or for her to be close to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like we had to be attached somehow. And I think that's unfair to the child. And I don't want to do that to to my daughter. Yeah. I I love the fact that she wants me to be with her all the time and hopefully our relationship continues the way it is because we're super close and we love being together all the time and that's great, you know, but I do want her to go and explore the world and live her own life and if she wants me to be there, then cool, awesome, Yeah. but I don't want her to feel that obligation of like having to worry about her mom because that's not her responsibility. Her responsibility is to live her life. Yep. And that's, that's totally true. I mean, she has to live her life. Can you imagine yourself as a grandmother? <laughs> I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to be like a grandmamacita. <laughs> the grandmamacita. La grandmamacita. <laughs> I'm never going to get old. No, never. Actually, you know what I tell my kids, which is totally horrible? I put yeah. like the opposite pressure on them. I'm like, okay, Soren, you're going to become this like amazing chef and you're going to like buy this beautiful vineyard in France and it has to be amazing because I'm coming to visit you all <laughs> no the time. No pressure. So this place better Needs be on to be point. amazing, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I am going to try to have a really good relationship with my daughter so that when I get older, <laughs> that's she your plan. Want, yes, so that when I am older, she wants me around. Yeah. You course. know what I mean? Because so much of this is based on that. Like, what kind of relationship did you have, you know, with your children? Are they going to want you on the other side of the country or are they going to want you nearby? Whether it's in the same house or not, you know, nearby, whatever. Like, I would love to have that kind of relationship where I'm like, oh, you know, like I want my mom close, but I just, it's, that's just not the situation. I sound like such a bitch. No, you don't. <laughs> oh my God. You sound so, like everybody else in the world. Okay. How many multi-generational homes do you know? I don't know. I don't One, know. I don't me? know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know another household that's a multi-generational household. <laughs> oh man. Right now, I'm like, go play with Abu, find Abu. And they go and find her down the hall. And it's great. It allows me to have a little a bit break. of- break. Yeah, like a mom break when I'm like, dude, I just need to take a shower. Yeah. You know, or please, I'm about to cook dinner. Can you hang out with the kids? Or well, that's most wonderful. importantly, yeah, that's great. most of the years, I mean, not this pandemic year of 2020 and now into 2021, but like for work. I could always work. 
and I never had to worry about it. And that's huge, especially for somebody who works as a freelancer in the arts. I mean, all my dance stuff is a random schedule. It's nothing set except for my classes. So for me, it was great. Like I could always take a gig. I could always go do a show. I could always go teach my classes and I never had to worry about it. When you leave your kids with your parents, do they respect your rules? Yes. Not always and not always at the beginning. But like I said, we've been at it for five and a half years now. And you know, uh, when I first had my baby, I think my mom was trying to flex her like I've been a mom two times muscles. And I just had to shut that, shut that down quickly because things have changed. I mean, dude, things have changed since my five-year-old was born to my one-year-old being born. All the time. (laughs) The pediatrician was like, I don't know why they changed it, but now these are the rules. And I was like, what? It's only been five years. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so imagine you know, yeah, she's coming in she thinking, you know, in 1980, we did things yes. like this. So yeah. yeah. And so it was a whole re-education for her. It was a new way of us learning to relate to each other. Um, well, yeah, because they need to respect your rules. Yes. And, and we've had a ton of fights about it. That takes a lot. It. Oh, no, no. We've had a ton of fights about it. But I mean... We're a family. This is what like families do. You just have do. to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> we I, help wonderful. each other out. We hate each other. And then we you love fight, each other. Yeah. And then we love each other. And then I'm like, hey, can you watch the kids? I got to go take this gig. Yeah. So well, that's wonderful. In a way, it's like, how much do they need me as opposed to how much have I needed them? That's the real question. And I'm sure it, it makes them feel really good to yes. feel needed. Because I feel like when people get older, and I see this with my mom, and I feel bad because no one needs her anymore. You know what I mean? And to have them have, for them to feel needed, I'm sure gives them something to live for. Because at that age, like, you know, a lot of depression and a lot of things come up, especially when you're like alone. So I'm sure for them, this is the best thing that could happen. And speaking of, <coughs> yeah. Abu Papa, estamos grabando. ¿Quieres decir hola? Hola. Oh, he's so cute. He's feeding the cats. Oh. Okay. ¿Les puede dar de comer adentro, por favor? Gracias. That's so cute. Is that like his responsibility? Oh, man. My dad keeps the plants alive, he keeps the cats alive. Basically, anything that needs to eat and be alive including my mother. He keeps my mother alive. (laughs) He does that. And he does it with joy. And he loves the cats. He loves the plants. He loves my mother. He's a great playmate. I mean, we got to get into all this stuff that I don't, um, that a lot of people don't talk about, you know, when they think about multi-generational homes. I feel like old people and toddlers should hang out all the time because they will keep each other, well, the toddlers will keep the older people young. The older people will teach the younger, you know, the toddlers how to behave and new games and how to play. I feel like my kids are getting the best of all the worlds, right? Like they're learning from their grandparents. They're learning from me. They're getting all these different points of views. They're getting all these adults that they trust in their daily lives that they can turn to. And that's wonderful. I did not have that growing up. 
I wish I had had this type of relationship with my grandparents. I, I didn't. I didn't have grandfathers. They were not around. Me uh, neither. My two grandmothers, one of them, maybe I remember a little bit more, but not so much. It makes a huge difference if our parents are still together. Because like, okay, so your parents are here, but they're not, they're together. So they have each other to talk to, to keep each other company. I'm guessing they're not all up in your business all day, every day, because they can talk to each other. Yeah. And also I'm really, really mean. Yes, I know. So nobody wants to talk to me. I know. Ew. Why am I talking to you right now? (laughs) No, but seriously, like, it's a whole different situation when one of the parents dies or your parents are simply not together by the time that they're older. You know what I mean? When it's like a single person, that's different. It definitely makes it harder and I'm not looking forward to that day because you know how they say like when couples go in pairs. Yes. When one goes, the other one goes. So that's a reality that I'm prepping myself for as the bread in the sandwich. (laughs) Honestly, you know, I don't understand this sandwich because the sandwich is like know. backwards. It's a thing. It's a but sandwich. how is the bread in the middle? I just don't understand. It's not. It's not. I changed it. You really? said the kids and the grandparents, and you're in the middle, I but you're like, the bread. So this I, is like an open face sandwich. No, really, the sandwich <laughs> is like you have the parents are the bread, then you're the insides of the sandwich, and then the kids are the other bread, but. So this is a I deconstructed. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Just give me this one. Okay, okay. Yes, you are the bread. <laughs> Would you ever create a multi-generational home on purpose? Do you live in one? What's your experience? Would you recommend it? Share your thoughts. On the next episode of Mamacita. Playing with our kids, a pandemic way of life. This is a podcast about starting conversations, so share your thoughts. Leave us comments. Send us pictures of your mama date. Mama Cita. Mama date. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mamacita Podcast. And if you want to talk to us live, look for us on Clubhouse. New episodes out every Friday, so don't forget to subscribe. And if you like what you heard, please give us five stars and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Mamacita Podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Wendy Castellanos-Wolf and Alexandra Rosso. Edited by Alexandra Rosso. Our sound engineer is Scott Wolf, and our theme song is based on Drume Negrita, a Cuban lullaby, arranged and recorded by Scott Wolf. Also, check out our Mamacita blog by Wendy Castellanos-Wolf. Find that and more at mamacitapodcast.com. Are you expected to take care of your parents? Are you going to do it? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel so bad about this episode. I am the worst. You're not. We did it.